Okay, Kitchelikut Maran, Taira Vav Kros Yoshua, Ois Aleph. Tsarachal Adam Lemait Bechvoid Atzmo, Ula Harbois Bechvoid Hamakom Yuzbarach. So, point number one is that a person should minimize his own covet and maximize, uh, maximize Kvoid Shemayim. Now, the, the, uh, when you say Kvoid Hamakom over here, we're pointing. Hamakom is with the royal hay. It's Hamakom, the, the context, so to speak, within which everything finds itself, right? That there's a, if, a, if a person over here, we are talking about, it's just my two cents, we're talking about something that one did. Uh, that is within Avaidas HaKadosh. If a person is doing something that he takes pride in, something that's outside the boundaries of what would otherwise be Ratz and Hashem, then it's not a question of his covet versus Hashem's covet. He's just doing something totally separate. Over here, we seem to be addressing somebody did something, they're striving towards something, and the question is, does he look at it as his accomplishment or Hamakom? He exists, his, resp- his, his strengths, his weaknesses, everything that he does exists within the context of his God-given mission of within HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he has a job. And if you can imagine a very visible, high-ranking official in the king's government or the king's army, so the question is, if somebody did something, do do they look at it as their own personal skill and accomplishment, in which case they're, they're they're operating within the universe of whoever they are, or are they a function? They're an arm. They're a, they're a shliach. They exist within the greater malchus, the greater kingdom, and therefore anything that they do, any strengths, any and any uh, tools that they've been given, are really towards the end of of increasing kvod shemayim. So he says a person should be mamait his own covet, and these are on opposite ends of the equation, right? However, a person's operating covered and therefore a person's ambitions should not be towards his own covet. Rock Yivrach may covet it. In fact, in fact, a person takes pride in something. It's not saying that a person shouldn't take pride. The question is, is where that pride lies. So it's, it doesn't say that. The, so a, a person, to the extent that they feel a personal pride, that goes towards themselves as an independent entity and can take away from Kvayt Shemayim. So a person has to consciously understand that it's not their strength. All right. Well, one of the one of the things, uh, one of the examples that that I've given is if a person is the has the nicest voice in the in, in the shul, uh, and they decide to be the baltfila. So, in principle, is that different from being the richest person and being able to end up giving the most tzedakah because I'm giving meiser and he's giving meiser? He just gives more money, or the tallest person in the room getting something off a shelf. I'd comma that a person has a certain God-given strength that comes along with a responsibility and accountability for not using a right, and it's not its not their strength to decide how to use. It's not its not a personal covet. It's something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave them. They were privileged to have this particular strength. And therefore, once they are not operating as an independent entity, so their accomplishments, they, they will be towards Kvayt Shemayim, and they will also be Zoycha. They will merit to have this covet within the context of their function Within the kingdom, another element of this is if their covet is personal. So then, a person says, "Why is this person zeicha for the covet?" All of a sudden, there can be an inquiry. So you think that you are that, that you merit that you deserve this type of an honor? Who says? What did you do? Did you fulfill what you are what you should have been doing? But if a person is operating, he doesn't have an independent personality. He is an official within the kingdom. He's an arm of the majesty. So no. Nobody, nobody is asking whether this person deserves the covet. Anything that he does is really only within his role and his capacity as a soldier of the king, and therefore any honor will not be subject to inquiry and to criticism. But a person who operates on his own, even if his accomplishment happened to be something 
that within the nature of avoda, but he is operating as his own entity, so to speak. He's taking that covet, that that substance, that weight, right? So he's he's his own mensh. Even if he does something where there does seem to be some honor going towards it, then people will uh, be critical and people will ask and, and, and inquire into whether he deserves that covet. Who is this that's taking on this honor for themselves? And it's uh, being apportioned to him. And they will oppose him, saying that he is not Roy for this honor. So this is really the, the what, what Anava is. We know that Maish Rabbeinu, for instance, was the greatest man who ever lived. He was also the biggest Anav, right? Anava does not mean that a person thinks that they are lowly and incapable. What it is is that they understand that the strength is not is not theirs. What what something that they have an advantage that they have is is God given and it comes with a responsibility and it's uh, it's a shibud uh, to it. It's something that there's a uh, that there's a requirement for them to do and to use the skills that they've been given. That leads to another that's tremendously humbling. A person can say if I have you know more of X than somebody else, so did I? Am I using it? In our tzedakah example, it's wonderful that he gave ten dollars and I gave a hundred dollars, but he struggled to give that ten dollars to tzedakah, and I have a million dollars in the bank, right? So a person is going to ask of themselves. That's humbling. Am, am I really using my kaiches to the best of my ability? And through that, a person will be zeicha to tshuva. Ki tshuva, because the the essence of tshuva is kishe yishma Yidom, when a person hears himself being ridiculed and put down, and he's able to hold his silence, v'yishtaik, v'yizbol b'zyaynay, and he can, he can hold, he can, uh, he, he can remain silent, v'shvichas damim, because uh, b'zyon, when a person is embarrassed, that's like, uh, we, we compare it to shvichas damim, to spilling of blood, because he feels his own lowliness and his, and his smallness, and, uh, and these things who maven shabavaday royal olis and he understands that he's a roy for that. Maybe he did something that uh, that that all of a sudden he deserves a kapara. But etzem, it's all coming. Uh, it's all coming from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and there's no reason that he should personally get upset. Whatever happens to him is happening to himself for a reason, and he's going to inquire as into whether he deserves it. Interestingly, I heard one time of Shimshin Pinkus say, you know, the generations that came before us may have been greater. So maybe my Torah learning might not be on. On the same level as theirs, and the things that I say, the things that I affirmatively do, might not be on that level. However, let's say the generations that came before us stayed silent in the face of an insult. Well, silence is silence. It might, I might not be able to say words that have as much depth and meaning, but my silence in the face of embarrassment can be just as great as the silence that came in the generation of the great ones that came all the way before me. Silence is golden. So that that person can find incredible godless in being able to train himself to stay silent in the face of insults and embarrassment. It's a tremendous kapara. And in this way, literally, he is mamait. He less he 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 minimizes the dam, the blood that is in the left, uh, the cavity, so to speak, of his heart. So the way that just in terms of the uh, the the imagery and the example that we're using, the yitzhar and the drives and the desires are on the left side of one's lave. Those are the things that would be like a taiva for towards a personal gain by 
so keeping silent in the face of insults because well, why does a person feel bad when they're insulted? Uh, so we're not talking over here about somebody standing up for Shemayim because they've been insulted. Who are they that they should feel bad? So when a person stays silent, what they're really doing is they're minimizing their own covet and it, when they're doing that, they are essentially putting down their Yetzirah that's in their left side, which is speaking to their own godless and their own covet and their own personal self-centered desires and by minimizing that, they're effectively transforming themselves and this is a great uh, step towards tshuva and the essence of tshuva. Before a person does tshuva, he does not yet really have true existence. It's as if he does not yet exist in the world. Because it would be better if he, or in a certain sense, that he would have been better off when, assuming that we are not all perfect individuals, uh, and a shama comes down for shamayim into a, a body and it gives him an opportunity for growth. If a person uses that opportunity, so ashrecha, ashray to him, he's very but if a person does not use that opportunity well and he messes things up, so it could be that in a certain sense he would have had been better off had he not been placed into this uh, state of challenge. Now, interestingly, it says that he does not yet have existence. So one of the, uh, we've spoken about this before that uh, when a person is attached to the source, when a person has his batlis, he's attached to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, so then if you have, let's say, a leaf on a tree, it's attached to the source of life, so that ultimately is not going to die. However, let's say you take a leaf and you pick it off a tree, it exists on its own, it might be much more green and moist looking, but really it's just dying a slow death. Or another example that we've said is, if you have a pool of water, no matter how many gallons it is, it could be an Olympic-sized swimming pool, it still can contain only what it can contain, but but if it's attached to a source, it might only be as small as a hose, but it has essentially infinite capacity or as much capacity as whatever the source is. So a person who does shuvan is attached to the life. That's true existence. But a person who separates himself from that and he has not yet done shuvan, he exists in a personal capacity. So then he is in a state of really not having earned his own existence because his own existence is limited as opposed to being attached to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the infinite. A person comes to repent and do shuvan he's essentially preparing himself so that he will earn and have existence in the world there's a name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Aleph and a hey, right? We say we don't pronounce it akya, but it's aleph and a hey and a yud and a hey, so it's akya. So the tshuva is 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 a bechina of I will be hainu ana zamin lemehevi. It's a statement, a quote from the Zayar Canal. But it's so tshuva is is in the bechina. It's aligned up with the kayach and the name of a kaddish baruch Hu, as we say in the future tense, because a person will be before a person does tshuva. He is not yet. He does not yet have earned his true existence. But once he does tshuva, he will be. He's Rose into his own existence. Gam chuvahibachinas keser. Keser is a lushan, uh, it, it's a reference to one of the uh, to one of the spheres, one of the midos of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But in in any event, which is which is at the height, keser is a crown. But not going through it now. Gam bechinas keser, which is from the highest midos. Ki keser lushan hamtana, because keser is a lushan of it lines up with, with an expression of hamtana of patience of waiting. Kamosha kasev katarli zeir It's a pasuk in Eov, and katar or is, is a lushan. 
condition of waiting. Also, that one who comes, he has his head on straight and he wants to do tshuva, so he gets siyata deshmaya, he gets help from heaven. A person who wants to come by fragrant oil, so he's told to wait. When a person wants to do tshuva, so then he has to know that he has to have patience. That a person wants to wants to accomplish everything immediately. He wants to run out of the darkness. He has he has the right hasagas, but sometimes there's a ladder. We want to get close to a kaddish baruch Hu. It has to be on Hashem's terms. The fact that we feel a spiritual awakening doesn't mean so. It's good that our head is in our heart is in the right place. But if we want to grow on our own terms and make our own pace and not go with the process, so then really still, in a certain sense, it's on our own terms. And therefore, tshuva is a sense of his bathless, of waiting, of patience, of doing it on Hashem's terms, and sometimes there's a slower process. Necessarily so. He can't just rush rush into it in a bahala, in like a confusion and a swiftness, right? It really, if to go the right way, always takes patience, right? If it's just a, a, a swift, enthusiastic thing, it won't last. So when he sees how far he is, he shouldn't, uh, he shouldn't be uh, in, in a bahala and, and be dismayed and confused by it. And ultimately, uh, it was, uh, I, I said that a person shouldn't like rush into it, but that, that's really the opposite side. Of, he shouldn't become dismayed and a bahala in a state of confusion when he sees how far he is and therefore just rush into it because then that's when mistakes happen. A person is off kilter. Uh, because it's necessary. A person has to take steps. A person who tries to take too many steps at once will fall off the ladder. Alternatively, you can think about it if a person wants to get 100 feet in the air. So if he just goes up a cliff, then he can fall down the cliff. But if, let's say, he goes up a slow grade, a a slow ramp until he gets to the top, then even if he falls, he's only going to fall a foot back, two feet back. There's substance there. It's built on something. It's real. So he says a person has to go step by step, like according to the instructions of the true tzaddik, it doesn't work. A kedusha is built. A person can fall in one swoop, I guess, but a, per- a person cannot gain and build and have substance in one step. Hey, a person should constantly be involved in the tshuva process. It's not a one-time thing. When a person says that I have made a chait, so the truth is that it's really also a little bit selfish at the first level of tshuva. I don't want to go to Gehenim. I know that if I was going on the wrong path, I will suffer the consequences. I'm a mamin, Baruch Hashem. I believe in heaven and hell, and I believe in uh, reward and punishment, and therefore I want to clean up my way so that I'm going on the right direction in a good way, but it is still there's an element of being self-serving. So therefore, since that first level, if I'm in the gutter, so obviously I'm going towards myself, the first step is just turning around because I don't want to be that person, but that still has a level of self-centeredness. So as I continue to grow from there and I move towards uh, towards uh, signing up and moving towards being within the king's army, so to speak, and my personal considerations drop away, so now I recognize that the first tshuva I did, I have to do tshuva even on that because that was still an act of being self-centered. 
centered and I'm continually getting closer to Hashem. Because now as he gets closer to Hashem, he says, that that I did yesterday compared to what I'm holding now, that was also self-centered. And now, that, that I was saying, I'm sorry, you know, I went over to somebody and I'm sorry just because I didn't want them to be mad at me because I won't be able to ask them for a favor later. So now I say, say I'm sorry for the way I even apologized beforehand. Let's say he did do tshuva. So this is going to be move from the first level of tshuva to the second level of tshuva. The first one was self-centered and the second one wasn't. Oh, it, was, it was moving closer to Hashem. But now you're going to go to the third level of tshuva because the, fir- the second level of tshuva, the first level was self-centered. The second level said, I'm sorry that I was self-centered when I said I'm sorry, but now I really want to get closer to you and I realize that you are the teacher of a classroom and I realize that you deserve covered. And then tomorrow I say, oh, I was talking to you like you're the teacher of the classroom. Now I realize that you are the uh, you know in charge of the whole program. If I would have realized who you were, then uh, then then I, I wouldn't have just approached you like that. And then, then I realize that you're the Rosh Hashiva. And then I realize that you have thousands of Talmidim. And then I realize that that people from all over the world come to ask you Shilas. And I realize, that, and as I grow in my understanding of who you are, I realize that the way that I approached you and the weight of my uh, of my attitude towards you from yesterday. Wow, I can't believe that I approached you like that. Now that I realize that who you are and that's infinite because you can go you know, infinite steps of this because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Ein Saif. So we have our three levels of tshuva and as we increase in close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and we come away from our self-centeredness but we also grow in our perception our understanding every single day of, of our relationship and uh, with, uh, with Hashem so then so, so to speak we're always engaged in the tshuva process and we're always evaluating and reevaluating the steps that we did yesterday. So again, yes, we approached Hashem according to our understanding at that time. We grow in the depth of our understanding. Now that we understand Hashem in our new in our new depth of understanding, it's almost as if yesterday was Gashmias compared to today. I thought that you were a nice a nice old man, and I'm sorry. I was sorry that I insulted you and I gave you a hug. And I, but now that I realize you aren't just some person, I realize your status, right? And every day that gets closer, and it's as if the, my attitude towards you yesterday was Gashmias compared to today's Ruchnias. It's as if I was megashim. It's as if I was spoke on something that's abstract and spiritual in only physical terms. Ashrei, the one who engages in this form and this tshuva process. So now, when we talk about a person who is a tzaddik, so that person is continuously, now interestingly, when we talk about that all of his days are in shuva, he might be kafi any stage where he's holding in a stage of perfection, but if he's always getting closer to Hashem, then that means that he, at no given point, is he uh, a perfect, has he reached totally the, the end of the road because he's always moving up in the road. Baruch Hashem, we are all human beings. But a tzaddik, he's kol yom of he's moving continuously ever closer to Hashem, right, in, in 
next Torah, I think we're going to talk about a tzaddik gummer versus a tzaddik she'eno gummer a little bit. But a tzaddik emes who or Torah eight maybe a tzaddik emes who kol yamav b'tshuva ki afilu kishiyodeya ba'atzmo shas a tshuva shleima a dain who is a tshuva al hasagasa rishona shinachshevus atzloata gashmius kafi hasagasa shemasiyasha romosa elahusa yisbarach. So this is repeating what we just said that a person is continuously engaged in the tshuva process, continuously looking at where he was holding yesterday in his actions and reevaluating those. And this is a bechina of a tzaddik ha'emes v'chein hu noe kol yamav. He is constantly engaged in this process. Shahilech b'chol pam asaga asaga. He is getting ever closer and ever higher in his perception of a kaddish baruch hu. Vaisa tshuva al ha'asaga harishayna v'zeh v'zeh. One second. Um, okay. The the. Uh, Okay, but v'zeh bechinas oylem haba. So this 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 idea is a bechina of oylem haba. This idea of getting ever of ever closer to Hashem. Um, the the is a bechina of oylem haba. You know, if a person is in a a warm room, or let's say, so then after a while they will become desensitized to the to the warmth, and that'll just become the new the room temperature. They will no longer feel the contrast. But let's say a person is basking in sunlight; it's constantly beating, constantly feeling the warmth, constantly getting warmer and warmer. Right. So this this idea of of never getting used to it, of constantly striving, constantly taking steps, constantly getting closer. That's a bechina of oylem haba. Yakulai Shabbos. That it's that it's an idea of of everlasting Shabbos and Shuva. Shabbos, by the way, just a, a one side note, but I think it's a nice point. Is that that uh, that I think I think I've mentioned it before also. Is that we talk about Shabbos as a day of rest, but there's different there's different sensitivities to language and Shabbos. There's there's uh, Shavas. There's Menucha, right? Is but the 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 Gemara. It's coming really off of a, uh, a, a Gemara. But I'll, I'll just I'll just speak out the point. If you think about two different types, I think I heard a similar point from Ivan Lopiansky. But if you speak about two different types of rest, you, on one hand, you can think about a person who's running a race or uh, or, or building a house. Uh, well, sorry. Let's say you could say a person who's running a race. So really, Ba'etzem, they would never want to rest. They would just go on forever. The running is what they enjoy. Sometimes they rest so that they can jump back into it. So the rest is really a function of the activity. But let's say the other way. Let's say you're running a computer program to take out the bugs in something. So when does it rest? It doesn't rest in order to keep going. When it rests, is that's because it reached the point of tachlis. It reached the point of purpose. When we talk about Yom Shakulay Shabbos, we don't rest on Shabbos so that we can get back to work in the six days. What it really is is what we're striving for Yom Shakulay Shabbos. Shabbos, when we don't have to work, we have a day we spend with Hashem, we spend with our family, we spend with our purpose, our tachlis. We uh, Hashem takes all of the day-to-day mundane activity that's part of that uh, function of avodah off the table, and we just spend a day with Hashem. And what that is is a state of having reached tachlis. That's that that that, that is that that is the, the day of Shabbos. It's not it's not rest to jump back into it. It's rest because we've reached purpose. And that idea of bechina oylem haba when a person reaches shleimus and they're getting ever closer because that's exactly where they should be, and they're just basking 
blessing and in, in, in the radiance of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's Kulo Shabbos, Kulo Tshuva, Kulo getting ever closer. Ki Iker Oilam Haba Sagas because that is the Iker Oilam Haba, this revelation, this understanding, this perception of godliness. And as a person gets closer and closer, it's not, they are close, they are the state of Shlemus today, but tomorrow they're even more in a state of Shlemus and looking back, yesterday was not Shalem, can feel where they are today. A person who has a brain in their skull. Anyone who has a brain can understand the greatness of Hashem and the greatness of tzaddikim who are engaged in this process. Ashrei fortunate to them and to those that are engaged with them and follow them. Now, this is an interesting point. So there's a process. Uh, there's, there's a process to avoda. Sometimes we would like to think there's ups and downs to avoda. So we'll say when there's an up, so then we're doing our best. And when there's a down, what I should just do is, is you know, guard my losses from going too far down and, and try to protect my gains. But that's, uh, that, that, that's when I'm not really engaged in avoda. And he says, he says, Rabbi Nachman, no, that there's two different, uh, a person has to define their avoda by the universe in which they define themselves. And a person has to understand that there's an appropriate avoda for every stage in life, uh, spiritual, physical, everything. And therefore, a person who wants to engage in the tshuva process, which is a constant process, has to be a baki bahalacha. So in a simple context, this means a baki in the Da'aramash of halacha and law, but you could say that this means that every situation in life has halacha that applies to it, anything from how to tie your shoes, how to go to the bathroom. The tshuva process means we assume that sometimes that a person sins, so that means that you're going to have to do tshuva, although we see from this tyra also that the tshuva process does not only mean sin, maybe in the beginning, it's chatasiyah visu pashati, but the tshuva process is is a, a state of getting ever closer to Hashem, even if a person didn't go in the wrong direction per se, but but uh, from wherever they are getting closer. But a person over here we see has to be a bakibalacha so that they won't fall and get farther away from Hashem, whether in the state of Aliyah or Yerida. Uh, let's see what he says over here, and then maybe we'll just speak out what, how he says in the Torah. Whatever happens to him, he should strengthen himself. Shekairin dehaltzich v'kayim. Okay, uh, the the uh, but fine. But he says in esak shemayim shamata v'atziyah sheoil hineka that if I go up to the heavens, then there is there you are. There's Hashem, and if I go down to the depths, also here you are. A person can find. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not despite the darkness, but in the darkness. There is a way when a person, you know, sometimes a person can just, you know, run a marathon, go steady, but sometimes a person does sprints, right? So that means it could be that they'll get farther in the long run, but there is an avoda towards when they're pushing to the max and they're climbing higher, and then there is a way that they're supposed to go so that they won't get, like, you know, a pain in their gut or something. There's also an avoda, the proper breathing or whatever it is, in the in the, in the down cycle when they reach a state of exhaustion. A person has that avoda, they can find the meaning and the godliness in the dark, not despite the darkness, but in the darkness as well. Even in the depths, even in the depths, in the darkness, a person can find Hashem in that vein, which means that it has its own avoda. It's not It's not just that we have to try to grow and not fall too badly despite the downturn, but a person has to be able to get closer to Hashem even when he finds himself in that context. A person can also draw himself close to Hashem, even in that, even in that state, which is which is really. Um 
powerful and it's really empowering and it's not always easy. Sometimes a person feels up and that's great, but sometimes a person feels down. And to compare themselves and say, oh, I accomplished so much last week, last month, last year, that is counterproductive. Right now, there's Avoda is made of ruts over shov. Avoda is made of ups and downs. If a person wants to break the ceiling, sometimes they're going to hit the ceiling and they're going to fall before they break through. And that is its own situation, its own Avoda and Hashem is with their, you there too, and Hashem they, they gives you an opportunity to react appropriately there too, and the, a person can react appropriately. It might not always feel as good and a warm, fuzzy feeling as when a person is in a state of Aliyah and Yimei Ava, but the, 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 it'll come back full circle, and a tzaddik gets up, a tzaddik falls seven times, and he'll get back up, Bezos Hashem. However, however, a person has to know how to utilize that opportunity and not only be able to relate to Hashem and Avodah, when he is in a, when, when he's in the place that he wants to be, it's not always like that. It says Tess. Now, now I think he'll go into it. Which means that there's different universes of avoda. There's different elements of, of of how, and a person can be an expert in both, or has to be an expert in both types. He can't only know how to learn when he feels like it, but just be totally down and out and feel distanced from Hashem when all of a sudden he just doesn't have that chayshek. Kind of Bucky Barazzo, Bucky Bashaif. A bucky in the ups and a bucky in the downs. I find you in the heavens. I find you in the depths. There you are in the depths. He should gird his loins, prepare for war. Right? He should always be strengthening himself to go in God's ways constantly. Constantly. Constant doesn't mean constant ups. It means constantly getting closer to Hashem in any situation. Situation he finds himself. Again, we quote the pasuk from Tehillim. Whether he's zoyche to have an up or madrega gedoyla ketana. So now we're going to say, what? how does a person gird his loins? How does a person strengthen for avoda on the ups? So when a person is on the treadmill, it doesn't mean that he should slow down. It means he should utilize and harness that momentum and go even further, right? Sometimes when a person is jogging up the mountain, they're going to be having a knapsack full of weights. But sometimes they're going to find that they're, they're on one of, those, one of those escalators and it's going up and they have that extra push. That's when you can run, run with the wind. Don't sit on your laurels. You Use that, that that feeling of elation and enthusiasm and milk it for all it's worth. Afal pikein al yamad sham. Don't 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 sit down and and put in less effort. Velo yistapik atzmo bezeh. Don't say, oh look, I'm doing better than a lot of the people that I'm surrounded by. That's not enough. It's arshia bezeh bucky bucky bezeh maod leida lahamin shutzaroch leilch yoiser v'yoiser. He should give it all he has. Shezel bechin is bucky v'ratzo. That's one form of avoda. Vechein lahefech shafilu miyipol chas v'shalom lemakom shiyipol. Now he falls. He's wearing that knapsack full of weights, right? And he, and it looks like he's he, he's down. He fell. He fell down. He could even be in the lowest place. There's no depression. There's no giving up. There's no yish. 
All right, there's no lethargy. A person, a person needs to understand that th he's in the situation that he needs to be for his growth, and he can find God there too. He shouldn't be wherever he happens to be. He should search out find God He should be mechazik himself in any way, however he can. Was there too. He's there also. Every situation that he finds himself, it's we're all within Hakadosh Baruch Hu's world, and therefore, and the, and the ups will be even better off for it too. Vaga, otherwise, a person is is not strengthened. It's like it's like you know, in in, in weight training, if a person is isolates and he only does uh, one 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 type of a movement, then if all of a sudden he does something slightly different and he's he's totally strong in one very specific direction and he's just not built up at all in the other direction, he'll be holding that heavy weight and then all of a sudden he'll, he'll he'll get totally injured because when when the situation shifts ever so slightly he's totally unprepared to deal with it a person has to understand avoda uh, uh, within the context of shlemus in every situation and then he says and there and that's that's the end of the pasuk the full tshuva process which again tshuva doesn't just mean say i'm sorry for something I did wrong. Tshuva is the is the ongoing, all-encompassing process of getting close to Hashem. It has to be all-encompassing in, in every avoda of life. This is a very strong bekiyas and expertise to know the right avoda for the right time. It's wonderful that people think that it's a one-size-fits-all, everything for everybody, but even within our own avoda, not just different people, different stages of life, different emotions, right? It's not a one-size-fits-all. And a person has to know what avoda he needs to be engaged in in any given circumstance. A person has to exert himself to be constantly engaged in avodo litzapos b'cholais and anticipate at every time lahagiel madrega gavoya yoiser to get to higher heights closer to Hashem. Va'afal pikein al yipol mishum davar he should not let himself go and let himself fall. Va'fiuim yeh shiyeh chas v'sholom and let's say he does fall. Afal pikein al yipol b'dayto klal v'yikain v'atziyah sholeneka that's a chance to be to 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 serve Hashem in the in the other circumstances. There's a story, I don't remember which uh, Hasidic Sherebbe was, but he was very depressed because he was he found himself, he was in some sort of a jail and there was a bedpan there or something along those lines, a pail that was used for bathroom uh, activity, and therefore he couldn't make brachas. And he, he, all of a sudden, he realized, he, he took a step back, I'm probably, I'm probably misquoting the story, but the point of the story is true. And he said, well, I was always able to serve Hashem by making brachas and saying taira, but now if the halach is that I can't say brachas and, and, and learn taira around this stuff, then I could be mekayim rotzen Hashem in that regard. And he took up, he took the bucket and he started dancing around with it. And the soldier, uh, the guard, thought that he was so crazy. He said, you enjoy this filth. He took the bucket out of the room and now it wasn't there. But you hear different types of stories uh, about uh, you know people that have to eat on Yom Kippur for whatever health reasons and they're depressed. So the same Hashem that wants them to fast 
on Yom Kippur is the same Hashem that where there's a halacha that they have to eat, make kiddush and and, and be thankful. This is a, that's halacha to make kiddush. But the point is, is is a person has avoda in every type of an area in every situation. When a person has these two expertise, both sides of the coin, then he can go in dark tshuva, meaning that shleimus and getting ever closer to Hashem. Hashem's right arm, as it were, will be extended to accept his tshuva. And therefore, it's not on his terms. Sometimes it's how he wants it or doesn't want it. That's kavod malachim. That's his own kavod. What's kavod amakom? That every single life situation is within the context of Hashem. And therefore, if this is the attitude he has, he'll be zoycha tekvayd Hashem. Once he's zoycha tekvayd Hashem, tekvayd amakom. So then we just said that nobody can question it. Not the people, not not upstairs, not downstairs. Nobody's going to question where he's holding because he lives a life as an arm of Hashem, so to speak, as a, a, within the tzura of tekvayd amakom. There are three components to tshuva. Number one, he sees with his eyes, he hears with his ears, and his heart understands, and then he will do tshuva. It's coming off a pasuk. A person has to direct his eyes and his heart uh, carefully to carefully examine his life and to look at his eternal purpose. So he says, what do I have over here? A little uh, note. Let me just see what I wanted. Um, Oh, okay. So this is from from a later Torah talking about different uh, different ways of getting close to its object. But okay. But in any event, we said that suda is to see, to hear, and uh, and have an understanding heart, and uh, and to use these these components to examine, to make cheshbon and nefesh, and to think about uh, think about life and the purpose. It's like when a, a GPS we say tzipisli Yeshua, a tzoyfe is is to mitzvahs. It's a watchtower, right? In other words, when you have the GPS, so then it could be that you take a wrong turn. So then it redirects. The fact that a person has to redirect, he makes a wrong turn, does not change the eternal purpose. If a person understands, there's no reason to get down and out. If a person understands that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is giving him life, every single second, and he exists for Kvayt Shemayim and Hashem, if Hashem is investing energy, so to speak, uh, into him and continuing to create him, that means that he has a God-given purpose. He has success. He can knock it out of the park. Otherwise, why is Hashem creating him? He has a purpose in the world no matter where he's holding. And if a person understands this nitzchi, this infinite purpose, this unbelievable success that he can acquire, this potential that he has, so then it's just a question of of redirecting and understanding how to get close to Hashem in whatever situation he finds himself. The Iker Tshuva is again taking, he doesn't have skin in the game, taking himself out of the process, recognizing that wherever he is, that's where Hashem wants him to be. He's in Hashem's army and he's fulfilling the role he needs to fulfill and he can fulfill it maybe better, but that, that's where he's at and, and therefore not to take it personally. That, that he should make himself uh, as, as not insignificant significant that he should dress poorly or anything like that. That's not what we're talking about, but not take it personally. It's not his own. He's not an independent entity. He doesn't have skin in the game. He's an anav. He shouldn't take it take it too seriously when people push back against him, right? This is who he is. If, if, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu put him in this situation, he's in the army He's in the army of the king. He is not an independent person. And therefore, when people are mevazahim, he should not, he should not uh, let it throw him to- off 
off kilter. Rakyasik Bamidas Hashtika. He he should exercise his Midas Hashtika, which is able to cleanse out the left part of his heart, like we said, This is the time of talks about this also. A person should be from those who can hear his own disgrace and, and keep his mouth quiet. This is a, 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 a fast-track ticket. He is now on the road to tshuva if a person can keep his mouth quiet. So when a person, when he gets embarrassed, uh, if, if you're, right, then, then that, and you should keep quiet, say a tefillah, but thank Hashem for that opportunity to literally have an, uh, an opportunity to be able to divorce yourself from being self-centered. Because that puts you on a fast track to so thank Hashem, you get embarrassed. It's a chance to being able to come away from self-centeredness. And this is the Iker, Tshuva, and the Tikkun for all. This is a universal uh, uh, master key. And he will merit to be included in, uh, among those who sit on the throne, so to speak. And they, they, they have a, uh, they, it's as if their judgment affects the world. It's a tremendous kayach. They, they literally, because the higher that you are, the farther you reach, you can literally affect the world. Uh, um, and you, you're very close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And uh, I, th- I think in this title he says that but then a person has to be very careful. It's a big responsibility that 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 that, uh, that 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 all of a sudden, if you're judgmental over somebody, you're critical over somebody, you judge them harshly. If a person is going to have this kayach, they have to be careful again how they use that kayach. Um, so then over here, right, a person has to be dan find the good in people, uh, because now you're, you're you're aligned with Hashem, right? So if a per- if you're not dan you say, look at that person he spoke lashon hara like uh, he, he deserves to be punished and if you're looking at it critically and it might not be wrong uh, per se but if a person is going to be in this kayak where, where they, they they literally are close to the flow of divine energy and they're aligned with hashem use that kayak for the good be down the for people right but be down the whatever you could find so even those that go against you Vaz, right? If uh, if, if uh, like I heard a line once, if if he's not, if if he's not your brother, then I'm not your father. These people are God's children. Also, you can be critical of the rishus, but not the rishom. Daven that they should do tshuva. Daven for Hashem's children, and he will daven bezrus Hashem for yours. Vaz yenitzel tamed bimachleikes, and that will have the effect of saving you from achleikes. Vaaydezeh oisakeser yakar laHashem is brach bekamimine avonim tovus. It's as if you are crowning Hashem with a crown of of precious of precious gems. Okay, Shikayach, move onwards, Be'ezus Hashem, upwards onto Taira 7.